So Rob, it is neither the first nor the third Sunday of the month, so what the heck are we doing releasing an episode? Uh, you know, I think we're just probably slipping a little gift out there to all the listeners. It's just a little, <laughs> a little something fun on our behalf. Yeah, it's a bonus episode. Sweet. Yeah, a bonus <laughs> score. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the bonus episode of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. It's a very special episode. (laughs) So, Rob, what is this bonus episode about? Well, this bonus episode is basically the top ten list of our favorite new wave bands. We're recording this little intro here to just give you guys a heads up. This was the very first episode that we recorded, so it's pretty rough. Um, There's some technical stuff, some sound issues. We don't really have the format down. We're kind of all over the place, but there's some great music and some good content, so please um, just stick with it, and we think you'll uh, be happy you did. All right. Here it is, again, and it's called... I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope, it's a killer of spirit. Funk rock. It's about three chords, four if you want. And Devo plays for Muffy's party. Hey, Rob, what's your favorite New Wave band? Wouldn't you like to know? I would like to know, and I shall by the end of this episode, because this is our very special episode of Joseph and Rob's Top 10 New Wave Bands. My prediction is this might be the most fun episode for you and me, And possibly the least interesting episode for all of our (laughs) listeners, because we're just giving our personal opinions. But, you know, it's our show, so we can indulge ourselves a little bit every once in a while. That's right. Yeah. Uh, um, A little bit of business before we get into our list. Um, We set up a couple of rules for ourselves when making up these lists. Um, Do you want to go over what they were? So the... So the parameters of, of, of this episode where we had two strong held rules. Uh, yeah. One was that um, the, the song or the, the bands, our favorite bands, had to be listed, but only between the years of 1976 and 1986. The yeah, so other, they, right. So they, they had to be active at least partially during that period at some point yeah right and rule number two of course is that there couldn't be any overlap between this and another episode where we talk about our top 10 favorite punk bands which is kind of tricky because sometimes they overlap that's been really hard they totally overlap on on my list so i had to make some strategic choices about um what what went on which list and i'll dive into some of those choices as we get to them uh so one last thing rob before we jump into it um any guesses as to what's on my list because we have not we have not coordinated or touch base at all about um 
each other's lists. So we we haven't, and I, I've known you for a while, a yeah. long time, and uh, we kind of know a little bit about each other's music tastes. Um, yeah. But I'm going to venture to guess that at the high point, like probably your top five, somewhere in there is going to be XTC. Okay. All right. Solid guess. Any mm. anything else? Um. Yeah, no. No? <laughs> well, well, and the, yeah. reason, the reason for that is because there are so many great new wave bands out there, and I know that you like so many of them. Um, but, okay, let me let me just jump in. Um, yeah. I, I think I might throw in Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, um, maybe B-52s, but... Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm going to have to stick with that because it's... I mean, really, I'm just shooting fish in a barrel, man. There's, there's yeah. so many. It's, it's a small list. I, a part of the reason I'm, I'm, I'm agitated by this episode is because uh, there's only ten. We could only pick yeah. ten. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm just gonna say though that XTC I know is on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm surprised. I thought for sure you would guess a lot more. I have a lot. <laughs> fuzzier idea of like because i know a lot of bands that you like but honestly most of them don't fall within the parameters yeah. you know it's like the the kisses and the princes yeah don't don't qualify so i can only think of two that i know well one i know for sure in uh -huh. fact i'm even going to venture that it's your number one which is oh. oingo boingo well we'll because see about that because Oingo Boingo is sort of our common ground when it this, when uh, it comes to this type of music. So true. Um, and Blondie, I'm gonna guess, mm -hmm. is on there. Okay. And well. those are those are the only two I honestly can ever remember you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump in it with. Um, uh, at the very bottom, what is your number ten? I've got number ten, the Cars. The Cars, yeah. okay. And um, The Cars, to me, you know, like when I first heard them, I mean, I, I'm growing up in a in a, a little cow town, um, and yeah. people were listening to, you know, they were listening to country music. Um, so, or, or they were listening to, like, Led Zeppelin. So, for me, The Cars was still a departure. Um they yeah. they dressed cool, they sounded cool, and they were really relatable. I felt. And and so when you first heard them, was it on the radio or was it like albums oh, that yeah. your cool friends were listening to? So here's here's a little trip. So the first time I heard them, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time I heard them, I was at a friend's house, and it was late at night. <laughs> And there was a TV show on from, I think it came out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia on WTBS, uh, the yeah. Superstation. And the show was called Night Tracks. And this oh, is, yeah, of course, yeah. you remember Night Tracks, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so the Cars had a music video, and that, this was the first time I ever saw him. And you got Rick Kasich with his, like, cool sunglasses and his cool hair and his pretty supermodel girlfriend and... I mean, the weird, bizarre aesthetics of the music video and, and how they didn't match the, the song at all. I just thought it was bizarre and awesome. Um, What's, uh, what song was it? Do you remember? I do not remember the first song I heard. But yeah. I can tell you that um, 
that I was immediately like drawn to them. And uh, for some reason, out of that, my my favorite song from from the Cars became uh, my my best friend's girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, do, I don't know why that one, but for some reason, that's the one that stuck in my head, and that's the one that I am always, uh, you know, I always go back to. Yeah. Um, so is it is is that the song you want to hear? I totally do. Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I'm not going to say anything more about the cars because I might be talking about them a little bit later. Okay. So if, let's, if, uh, yeah. if before we leave the cars, if I could, yeah. you, you asked for an honorable mention. Um, okay. You know, the cars actually stuck together for a while. And, and I yeah. have to say that, that, you know, they, they tried up until, I don't know, I want to say 2011 or so, but yeah. sadly, sadly, we lost Rick Ocasek last year. And, yeah. and so... Oh, I have a question. Is it Ocasek or Ocasek? Because I've o- always said Ocasek. It's Ocasek. Are you sure? Because I just recently listened to a podcast, another podcast, where they insisted it was Ocasek. I, I think we'll have to battle those guys on this one. I think it's, a, <laughs> okay. it's <laughs> it'll be a duel to the death. It's definitely okay. Sick. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm probably wrong. We're, we may be wrong and those guys I've, might be totally right, but I, I don't I've, think so. I've always said okay. Sick as well. Yeah. But, they, hey, yeah. they were, they were uh, introduced on night tracks uh, yeah. by the, by the VJ as, as okay. Rick Ocasek. So I'm just going to say yeah. that. But okay. um, so cool. anyway, I just want to throw a little RIP out there for, for, you know, yeah. losing Rick Ocasek back in September last year. And, and yeah. uh, you know, kind of a downer for me since they're one of my top 10 favorite new eight bands. Oh, and also we should mention that it is an absolute certainty that every single band that we talk about tonight, we will be doing a deep dive on. So uh, yeah. we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the, the history of the band or any of that tonight. We're just going to kind of get everybody up to speed about what our personal tastes are. A little little swim through memory lane. Yeah, okay, so let's listen to my best friend's girlfriend off of The Cars' first album, debut album, just entitled The Cars. Always dancing down the street With this way So number 10 for me is David Bowie. Very nice. And, well, I, I'm surprised that it's so low. Originally, it was a lot, a lot higher. And I love Let's Dance, which, fall, which was released within our time period of 76 to 86. Um, but uh, other than that, all of the stuff that I really love that... that um, David Bowie put out mostly Rise and Fall. 
is not really new wave or punk. You know, it came out earlier than that. And as I was working on my list, he just kept dropping further and further down. So now, now he's at number ten. But I, he's he's one of my all time favorite artists, and his the the depth of his repertoire is astonishing. I, I just I think it's a good I think it's a good choice to be in the top ten, and and he didn't make my top ten, which he he did like you. He was in there close to the first mm-hmm. top five, you know, and then he just kind of slid off. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm glad he's on your top ten because he definitely has to be mentioned. He's got to be in there someplace. Absolutely, and he's sort of the the godfather of new wave. You know, Absolutely. he was. I mean, every single punker and new waver out there in the in the late seventies uh, were influenced by David Bowie. Um, so, I and you know, let's dance gets kind of a bad rap nowadays as far mm-hmm. as a David Bowie album. But I love it. I love, love, love it. Um, just about every song. And I, what I really like about it is sort of the the not so obvious tracks. Although China Girl is kind of is a flawless song. It's um, it's a good one. And and I always get happy when Let's Dance pops up on the radio. But the stuff that I really love off of that album are the kind of more subtle, moody, weirder songs. So I have chosen um, Ricochet off of um, David Bowie's Let's Dance. That's nice. Good choice. Pieces of All right, Rob, what's your number nine? Oh, boy. This is <laughs> You're going to hear this a lot. This was so hard. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to hand it to you because, uh, because you guessed this one. Um, and it hurts that it's at number nine. Like, I feel like this band should be closer to... Uh, should be closer to the top, or, or closer to number one, I should say, but but they're not. Um, number nine for me is Blondie. Okay. And, and I, I for a second there, I thought you were going to say Oi, go boy, go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make you believe that was what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so so Blondie's at number nine, and I have to say, you know. Deborah Harry and the band, they have to be in there. I mean, Blondie, the, the band is, is iconic. The, yeah. all the, in my mind, all of their, all of their songs are great. Um, and Blondie's one of these bands that kind of straddles the, 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 the line between new wave and punk. Um, so much 
that Blondie was actually on my punk list for a while and, and then kind of popped back over to the new wave list and then kind of, kind of tipped a toe over into the punk list. And I'm like, okay, I got to decide where they're going to go. So here they are at number nine. Um, the thing I love about Blondie is, is it's that kind of that sucker punch to the gut, you know? Um, I've always felt like, like, the sound and the attitude behind it was just like a big fu middle finger um you know that that almost that punk uh, um rebellion and then and then there's like i don't know so much new wave about it so i'm again it was difficult but but i love blondie uh, as you said um I wanted them to be number one, and then number two, and then number five, and then number six. Um, <laughs> so, so they're number nine right now. Um, and I have to say that my my favorite song, the one that I uh, I really wanna wanna hear by Blondie uh, uh, today is is uh, "Ripper to Shreds." Yeah. Before before we go into this song, I just want to say Deborah Harry is still out there being awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Okay, so Rip Her to Shreds. Um, which album is this off of? Oh, gosh. You got me at the moment, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's off one of their albums. <laughs> to my number nine and I can't believe that this band is so low because like if I could go back in time and tell my high school self that this band only rates number nine on my list of top new wave bands I would punch myself in the face I'm sure I have a feeling you're gonna say that a lot yeah um and that's the violent femmes oh wow so violent femmes <clears throat> kind of changed my life in high school. Um, and I just loved, loved them. And so they put out so many albums and there's really only two and a half albums that I think are great, which are the first two albums. And then Why Do Birds Sing? Um, <clears throat> so the, the first album, which is just titled um, Violent Femmes, is sort of the iconic one. And all of the Violent Femmes songs that you know are off of that album. Um, so Blister in the Sun and and um, Added Up and Gone Daddy Gone, all great songs. Um, but the second album, I like just as much, Hollow Ground, which is just really dark and weird and has like country death song on it and <laughs> I hear the rain and um, sweet misery blues and it just gets into this weird twisted gospel stuff um, Jesus walking on the water 
um, and several others. It's it's such a bizarre little universe that you're sucked into, and I just love it. So um, I'm going to choose for the song for today, um, I Hear the Rain. Very good. Bury me out on the lone prairie, prairie water washing over me. Bury me out on the lone prairie, friend the calls of a coyote. I hear the rain, I hear the rain, I hear the rain, gotta kill the pain. I hear the rain, I hear the rain, I hear the rain, gotta kill the pain. Bury me out in the lone city, sewer water color of my teeth. Bury me out in the lone city, sewer water wash my daughter down the sea. I hear the rain, I hear the rain, I hear the rain, gotta kill the pain. I hear the rain, I hear the rain, I hear the rain, gotta kill the pain. Watch it right now, I think I go and say she's sitting watching right now, I think I go and say she's sitting watching right now, I think I go and say she's sitting watching right now, I think I go and say I hear the rain, I hear the rain, I hear the rain, gotta kill the pain. I hear the rain, I hear the rain. So we are back at number back at number eight. Um and uh I I wanna start by saying that uh my my number eight choice originally was the Violent Femmes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, they actually fell off of my list completely. Um, oh, really? And they okay. did. And and that's yeah. a sad thing because they are one of my favorite bands. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I love them. I, <laughs> you know, I love them. So, um, but I'll get into, I'll get into some of that at another point. They, they, they're again, they're, they're great, but, but they're not my eight. Um, my number eight is and I'm gonna say like you, this is this is the truth. I, I it's hard to believe that this is so low on my list, but I'm gonna call it the B fifty twos. So the B fifty twos Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's not a party unless you're playing the B fifty twos. That that's a credo yep. at my house. I mean we we, yep. we always say that. But but they're number eight and it's because the list is just too damn short. There's only ten. What am I gonna mm-hmm. do? So uh the B fifty twos to me were um god they were they were just so outrageous and they had this flair and um i don't know how to say it other than this buoyancy to me they just pop and they bounce and they're in your face and they're fun um you know they're danceable and they're singable and they're laughable and it's it's just a a party band um and uh, to me they were one of the first bands that i actually saw and was like, you know, music isn't just for the ears, it's now for the eyes, because there was all this color and all this, I don't know, all this emotiveness, all this like emotion and all this energy, this visual yeah. energy. So so that's why they're on my list. I mean, I love them. I'll listen to everything they do. Um, yeah. And I don't know, they're just an amazing, they're an amazing well, band. Here's, here's the thing about the B-52s, or really like, one of the the qualifiers for me for for a really great band is they have a completely unique song. Like here's here's a sentence that has probably ha- never been said. Is this the B52s? I yeah, mean right. it's like <laughs> even if you've never heard the song before, if it, even if it's the first time you've heard the song you go, "Oh, this has got to be the B52s." You never right. confuse the B52s with any other band. It's like if you like the B-52s and you go up to somebody and go, I love the B-52s, 
what other band should I be listening to? You're going to be disappointed because yeah. there there is no other band like we, Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's out there. <laughs> okay, so uh, what song do you want to hear by the B-52s? Well, so that was also really difficult for me. And, yeah. And, um, because th- uh, this is one of these bands. They're one of these bands where, uh, I mean, you just said that they're their stuff isn't really unique. It's all, I mean, it's all high energy. It's all exciting. It's all colorful and, and, and bouncy, but I had to go, I think I tried to go a little bit away from that and try to find one of their most unique songs. It, I just didn't do too well, um, but I love my own private Idaho. So that's the song I chose for today. to my number eight, which is The Cars. Very good. Yeah. So The Cars were, they were probably the first new wave band that I heard on the radio. Um, because um, especially their first album was rock and uh, um, the, the music was like radio rock enough to be played on the rock stations. Right. So my best friend's girlfriend and Let the Good Times Roll. I and I particularly remember Let the Good Times Roll being on the radio a lot bef- and me liking it before I even knew what New Wave was. You know, I, I was so young, it was just sort of mu- all music was, it was just music. I'd like to listen to Candio, the title track off of their second album. Seven to you. Number seven is the Talking Heads. Huh. Yeah, and 
and for me, I mean, I've got a lot of uh, got a lot of memories with the Talking Heads. I mean, you know, not personally, we didn't hang out together, but <laughs> but we we did in a way. Uh, I've been listening to their music since I was a kid, and and uh, I remember going to much la- much later, like I was in my probably 24, 25 years old. Um, remember going to a party we were involved in 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 theater and after the theater uh rehearsals or something the whole bunch of us went to a guy's house and just sat around and and watched uh stop making sense listen to the music and just man it was it was a blast it was one of these warm memories but um david byrne is a is a freaking genius and and there's not much to say other than that so the talking heads is at number seven as a mutual friend of ours melanie williams once said um david burns is incapable of being uninteresting that's for sure (laughs) i absolutely agree with um so what what talking head song do you want to hear so talking this song is um I don't think it's the first song I've heard of, I, I ever heard of theirs, but it was the first song that made me go, that is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it, it just grabbed me in kind of a guttural sense. And I think it was because it's this really great way of, of singing of song and storytelling. And, and I just thought it was brilliant. So my song for, uh, to, to listen to today is uh, Psycho Killer. Okay, so my number seven is Kate Bush. Nice. Love Kate Bush. I've mentioned a couple of times already, um, you know, my love for artists who can really, like, just pull you into uh, a unique universe in each album. And Kate Bush is the queen of this. Um in particular, the dreaming, which is one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah. Um, she was. I mean, she's. She's still around. She's still doing music. Um, every once in a while, she'll release something new, and um, it's still interesting. But really, for me, the 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 best stuff was when she was like really dipping her toe into the new wave post-punk thing in the late 70s and early 80s. And um, are you familiar with The Dreaming? I am. Um, That was early 80s, probably like 81, 82. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I love this album. Oh, man. I... It wasn't the first Kate Bush album. I, I think my introduction to Kate Bush was... The Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, because you know there were so many of the of uh, the cuts off of that album that made it on the radio, and it wasn't until years later that I picked up the Dreaming, and boy, it was one of those albums that I just didn't get at first. I just thought it was so uninteresting, and then one night. I had it on and I was drifting off to sleep and I was like half asleep and then it just clicked for me and then I just totally got it. You know, the, the, it, it, it's a it's an album uh, to be like half awake, half asleep, you know, um, that just captures that entire feeling. Oh, and yeah. f- like I went from... Like within a period of 30 seconds, I think I went from being indifferent about that album to like, this is one of the greatest albums of all time. Nice. <laughs> and and I don't think I've ever really stopped listening to it. So, so if she hadn't made this album, Kate Bush wouldn't be on my list. I mean, I'd still like her a lot, but... This is the album that really does it for me. And then and then The Hounds of Love is right there below it. Uh, the Hounds of Love is, is I, awesome. I have to say, I didn't discover Kate Bush until after the 80s, but went back and listened to her stuff. And uh, and I have to agree with you um, that this is, this is the album. Yeah. So for me, um, I, I could have picked any track off of The Dreaming. So this is this is almost literally a random pick because they're all just fantastic. So let's uh, take a listen to "Pull Out the Pin" by Kate Bush off of the album "The Dreamy." Nice choice. even going to say it. No, um, <laughs> number six. I, this is a band that I haven't really listened to a lot over the years. Um, and it's not because I, I lost interest in the band for some reason. It's just that I, I haven't, I haven't been in, in range of their music. I haven't like reached out and grabbed some of it to, to put in my CD player or, or, you know, just to listen to. I just I haven't, and I don't know why. Um, because they are one of the first bands that I said, this is kind of what New Wave is to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they're, they're definitely on the list. Just shy of being in my top five, this is the Human League. Aha. Okay. So there, there's a couple of songs that that really grabbed me when I first discovered human league. And, and of course that's don't you want me, which is, you know, probably their right. biggest, their biggest hit. Their most oh, recognizable. Def- definitely was. And 
I think I'm correct about this. This this is my memory of it. Um, uh-huh. So I could be wrong, but I think in the U.S. it was the first new wave song to hit number one on yeah, the singles chart. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I I I gotta say I don't really get that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the song. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why people loved it that much i mean to me there were there were much catchier much more interesting new wave songs you know like tainted love didn't even hit number one and tainted love Um, was amazing yeah 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 (laughs) well here's here's my thought on that and that um the thing about that song is it's it's a duet it's kind of the the dueling banjos of, of uh, <laughs> I think that's funny. It's the doing banjos of new wave music. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're the first person to ever say that about. About don't you want me? <laughs> so, so you've got you've got male and female uh, energy back and forth at each other, and and uh, it's another it's another like kick at, at storytelling and. Uh, and I don't know. I just thought it was a, a pretty awesome song. One of the things about it is that you've got this female who's who's like just turning to walk away, um, and she's got the power and the strength to do it. And I I, I thought it was cool. Um, and it's funny because I, I was thinking about this today. You have this song that everybody loved, and, and there's this whole don't don't you want me? And this is what I've done for you, and this is what I've made you, and this is what you become because of me. Look, man, today. That's not a reason, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's just not a reason. Um, well, and and I'm sure everybody knows this, but um, lore is, and I I don't know if it's true, but the but the the lore is that this song is <clears throat> was inspired by the movie A Star Is Born. I could I, I don't think I've ever heard that to be honest, but really? I can totally I can totally see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so. I can totally see it. Or if I've heard it, I've forgotten about that. But um, that is not the song that I chose to listen to, and the reason for that is because that is probably the most obvious choice. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it sure is. But anyway, the the song that I chose to hear today from uh, from the Human League is Fascination. Just looking for a new direction. Turned until the sun went down, and many fantasies were learned on that day. Keep feeling fascination, passion burning, love so strong. Keep feeling fascination, looking, learning, moving on. Fascination by the Human League. On to my number six, which is Elvis Costello. And uh, it pains me to put him so low on the list. I knew you would would say that. I love, love, love Elvis Costello. But the thing is, 
that he was just too prolific. So wow, I, I don't I don't know that there's such thing as a bad Elvis Costello song. I can't think of a bad Elvis Costello song, but because he he banged them out so quick, a lot of them sound very samey, uh-huh. you know. And so so when you go through an album, there's there's a handful of them that really jump out at you because they sound distinctively different than the other ones. And if whoever made the decisions, these sort of decisions, you know, in the late 70s and early 80s, the, the label or the, the manager or wh- whoever, mm-hmm. or Elvis Costello himself said, okay, listen, we're only going to publish half of these songs. So we're only going to take the the top half of these songs and we're going to put them in out on albums and then the rest, you know, put out at a later date on box sets or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so and so they they released he you know, released only like half of the output. He would be my number one, no doubt, no doubt, because he wrote so many fantastic songs. It's just there's so much other stuff that that it just kind of sinks everything a little bit for me, you know? Yeah, you know, I I like Elvis Costello a lot, Um, and I I feel kind of... I feel kind of dumb because I knew this would be on looking at it now. I'm like, of course that would be on your top 10 list. (laughs) Um, I I like Elvis Costello a lot, but I, I kind of feel like if, you know, you were to say, Hey, let's play a really good Elvis Costello song. um, Any of them are the obvious choice. And, and I think that's kind of what you're saying is, I mean, they're all good and they're, but, but to me, they all kind of sound so similar that it's hard to choose. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the 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 reason why I couldn't place them any well, higher. I ha- I have to say I have to say that this has me extremely interested to hear what song you want. <laughs> well, we are we are going to spend uh, an episode at some point just talking about Elvis Costello so we can get into it a lot more then. Um, For now, let's just listen to Goon Squad by Elvis Costello and then move on. Excellent. Okay, Rob, what is your number five? Uh, number five 
is a band that holds a real special place in my heart. They're not Oingo Boingo. Um, <laughs> but I have to say uh, the Thompson Twins had to make it into my top five, and so here they are at number five. They were, they were, they were I don't know. To me, they... Probably they're probably a little more mainstream than New Wave, you know. I think they kind of uh, moved away from New Wave yeah. as they went along. Yeah. Um, but but I just I just I just loved them. And and one of the neat things about them is I, I learned that the Thompson Twins uh, name came from a couple of uh, bungling detectives in Tintin, right? Yes. And and I I loved comic books, and so I was wow, this band is just meant for me, you know. <laughs> so so that's that's like, and, and I had I, I continued to listen to them. I mean, I, I listened to them all through the '80s and into the '90s, and uh, and you know they were they were one of my go-to's. Have you heard their first? two albums before sidekicks they were they were not released in the u.s right originally. right that's some really interesting stuff this is the this is true this is the point where they uh they kind of shifted and, and they've done this over over years they've shifted their their focus on how they play their music and it, it kind of saddens me to say that they shifted to more mainstream approach to, so that they could be, you know, they could be famous. Well, um, and they and they were right because it totally it worked. Did. So it you worked. can't you can't blame them for that. But I just find their earlier stuff a lot more interesting. I really like Sidekicks. Yeah, um, that is that's my favorite album of theirs. But they're the two albums before that, while more uneven um were really interesting in the in the different directions they they were just a lot more musically curious and experimental mm -hmm. uh back then which really surprised me when when i discovered those albums so what uh what thompson twin song do you want to hear um how about lay your hands on me Talk about Oingo Boingo. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I love me some Oingo Boingo. Um, the reason why they're kind of lower is just because the, um, you know, the 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 quality of their entire catalog. They they had some rough moments there in the the late 80s and early 90s. They, they ended really strong, but there was... You know, once they they went into a more commercial direction, once again they were very successful at it. But but the the stuff just just didn't do much for me. Yeah. Um, but I love those first three albums. Love them. Love them. Love them. You know, I I've always said about uh, uh, Oingo Boingo. You know, the the coolest albums that they kicked out were 
where Danny Elfman was still trying to figure out how to how to play with his he was playing with his voice his vocal cords were all over the place i mean he he would he would do things and and record it and put it on an album but he would do these things just to just to see what he could do and to see what people's response was and and you know it's you know you hear your favorite song and you you get to know your favorite song and you sing along to your favorite song Oingo Boingo was so hard to sing along to back in those days because every time it would play on the radio, it would sound different, you know, <laughs> thanks to Danny Elfman. But I'm glad they're on your list. Well, of course, they're on my list. Was there any doubt? No, there's, no. There's no, no doubt whatsoever. So let's listen to On the Outside off of their first full-length album, um, Only Allowed. I like that choice. Good job. What's your number four? Well, my number four. Um, uh, this is kind of sad. This is one of those where I can't believe that they're so low on the list. And it's number four, so that's not low at all. But but, <laughs> but um, I, I on my number four, I've got Susie and the Banshees. Uh-huh. And, uh, huh. you know, growing up in the 80s, Susie Sue was was you know the love of my life um she didn't know it and it didn't work out anyway so that's okay but but you know um, so sad yeah so sad uh it really is hard to place them at number four um and and every of course everything below them to number one is going to be even more difficult but um Susie and the banshees had this like eerie quality to them um, you know, in the, in the eighties, I, I was always drawn to the sounds that were kind of dark and eerie and mysterious and, and had this like, kind of, I don't know how to say it, but other than kind of, I don't know, dark, dark, magical feeling, you know? Um, and I felt like Susie and the Banshees were that they were performing from, out of this dark cave, you know, kind of calling people in, you know. What song do you want to hear today? I want to hear. I want to hear Candyman. Candyman. Okay, I don't know that I'm familiar with this one. Well, you so, will. It's it's you will be. It, it's a beautiful oh, song. Is it is it is it one of those songs that that I've heard before? I just don't know I, the name of it. I would think so. Uh, well, except Candyman is in is in the lyrics pretty pretty prevalently so so maybe you okay. haven't heard it um uh, i think i think it was one that played quite a bit so, uh, so I don't okay know. you'll recognize right. it okay cool
Okay, on to my number four, which is the B-52s. Yeah, now it's yeah. a party. <laughs> okay, so I gotta say, these these next three, so my number two, three, and four, really I, are completely interchangeable. I, you know, on a different day, they would be flipped. Uh, it was pretty much, these three slots are kind of arbitrary. Um, so I love the B-52s. I mean, they are they are not the most consistent band. Um, you know, they've from album to album, the quality level, you know, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, and my very favorite stuff is the earlier stuff, the first two albums. I love Dirty Brack Roads. Nice. And and I got to tell you, I was a little disappointed when I discovered what that song was about because then I was like, oh, really? Because, oh, you know, it just, that's not the reason why I like the song. You, do you know what the no, song is I, about? No, enlighten me. It's about anal sex. Oh. Yeah. And so it was like, well, now I can't tell anybody that this is my favorite song because they're going to think that it's my favorite song because of that. What's, so your, I what's like... your favorite song? By the It's that one about anal sex. I mean, I think That's... everybody should listen to it. It's great. It's a song about yeah. anal sex. It's so That's much right. fun. So it almost stopped becoming my favorite song when I heard that. Ouch. But, it, but then I decided that was silly. Yeah. And I love the song. It's just a... a Beautiful, odd, little, subtle, catchy little song um, as, that that just absolutely grows on you. As songs about anal sex should be. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's listen to um, Dirty Back Roads now. Rob, you're number three band. Mm, boy, my number three. Well, first I want to tell you that uh, I'm never going to look at B-52s the same again. Um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I still love them. They're, they're great. Um, so number three is... Um, I was almost, I guess, a little reluctant to call them um, a new wave band. And I have to say it's because of a like a huge hit of theirs. Um, and this huge hit, I think is a 
good song, but it's a little too mainstream for me. Um, my number three is Berlin. And and I, I liked Berlin because I, I still love, I love Berlin because of the moodiness, because of the attitude, because of, um, uh, I don't know. Again, again, it's got, there tends to be a dark thread through some, through their music. Um, and not just the songs or the singing, but, but not the vocals, but the, the sound of the music itself. Um, the, the song that I mentioned that, that almost killed them for me was take my breath away oh. um, and... uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean mentioning that song just makes me uh. okay yeah go exactly on. <laughs> so that's that's my point and i'm like i'm i can't i can't punish them for one song i can't so uh what song do you want to hear i want to hear the metro metro good metro good choice for me so this was this band um i really struggled with do i put it on my punk list or do i put it on my new wave list? yeah i've got i got and, several of those yeah and the, the thing is that as i discovered when i was making up these lists i'm really my tastes are really much more new wave than they are punk uh -huh. because I had way more stuff that I was considering for my top 10 for new wave. And I kind of struggled with my punk list. That's so the easy thing would have been to put the stranglers on my, that they would have been number one on the, on my punk list for sure. But the thing wow. is, then I asked myself, okay, if I took out all of the albums in their catalog that could be considered new wave, would they still be one of my favorite bands? And the answer is no. I still would have liked them, but they wouldn't have been one of my favorite bands. But if I took out the, the purely punk albums, which is their first three albums, would they still be one of my favorite bands? And the answer was yes they would be so obviously the honest thing to do is to put them on my new wave list which i did i love the stranglers um the stranglers played at the warfield the night of my senior prom and i did not go to my senior prom <laughs> good choice boy what <laughs> <clears throat> you made the right choice, obviously. We're going to listen to today, we're going to listen to the very first Stranglers song I ever heard, which was on a compilation 
that I am going to t bring up again and again because it was had a huge impact on me um, called Life in the European Theater. Um, and the song is Nuclear Device. First and last man walked this earth, but only a few survive. I'm the wizard of us, and I've got it all planned for my first nuclear for my list right now we're at number two lay it and, on uh, me only one more to go yeah things are getting one, pretty exciting this one here so these aren't aren't going to surprise you at all i'm pretty sure at least they're not going to surprise you joseph uh, well um, i'm i'm still waiting for oingo boingo yeah well i don't want to break it to you but anyway um <laughs> number number two is a band that to me was really kind of fitting that dark aesthetic you know i would sit in my bedroom with the lights out listening to their music um i didn't quite fit the, uh, yeah, i i got this you know yeah okay yeah. i didn't quite fit the group again i lived in a cowboy town um so i didn't quite fit the group that i felt i belonged in i didn't uh you know i didn't walk around wearing black runny makeup and or you know eyeliner and and uh dyeing my hair black and not washing it or you know um <laughs> but but i did listen to this music and I, I i felt it really clicked with me so my number two is the cure of course it is yeah. of course i i feel shame that I did not guess the cure. <laughs> Shame, I'm, I tell you. Shame. I'm, I'm really surprised you didn't guess the cure. Um, yeah, yeah. So to me, the cure and Susie and the Banshees, they usually travel side by side. Um, and and I, I don't know, Berlin slipped in at number three and, and Susie at, at, at four. But... Uh, that was a struggle. That was really hard. Um, Robert Smith, over the years, has continued to do what he did in the 80s. I don't know that he should keep doing it, but but he continues to do it. And and actually, some of the stuff that he's done um, in recent years has been, you know, collaborations with other, other groups, and it's been really good. Um, but... In the 80s, they were exactly what I was looking for, and they they touched on exactly what I was feeling as a teenager. Um, and and I still listen to their music today. Like, I, I listen to it a lot. Um, I'm not as mopey as I was back then, but, uh, um, you know, I still love the music. There's a lot of nostalgia, and there's, there's for one, there's just some beautiful music. So... But they're my number two. Okay, so what is the Cure song you want to hear? Um, so this is this, uh, you know, I I kind of venture to say that it is 
uh, a song that my wife and I could almost say that's our song, um, <laughs> but it's Lullaby. Number two for me, you guessed it at the beginning of the show, it's Ecstasy. Love Ecstasy. I mean, they they put out so many albums and none of them are dogs. Some of them I like better than others. Um, some of them are more consistent than others, but all of them have uh, great, great, songs on them um and they all have a distinct style and flavor while still sounding like ecstasy and really up until the very end um the quality level just stayed right up there i never really connected with their last album but apple venus volume one which was the album uh their second to last album is one of I, it's probably in my top five ecstasy albums. Mm -hmm. So they just they just remained so consistent all the way through. They're so interesting. I love ecstasy. They're they're one of the dearest bands for me for pretty much my entire life, um, and I. There has never been a time where I've stopped listening to them. We are going to talk about ecstasy a lot in future episodes, so I'll just leave it there. Okay. Um, and once again, I'm going to pick the very first ecstasy song I ever heard, which was off the same compilation which I'm going to mention again and again as things progress. Um, <clears throat> it's called Living Through Another Cuba.
I've got a pretty good guess what your number one is. You are going to be so shocked. Really? Yeah, not really. It's Oingo Boingo. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I figured it was it was either between that and uh, Culture Club. What? But... What? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> I jest. I jest. I know. Yeah, okay, no, so it's... Oingo, Oingo Boingo runs in my blood. I mean, it yes, does. Yes, of course it does. Um, and uh, it's it's a band like, for you, Ecstasy, I have never stopped listening to. Um, I, in 1994, I think, I, I ran to the mall to get their new album. Um, and apparently I ran too quickly because the record store there had no idea they had a new album. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's out. Today is the release date. I want the album. They're like, we don't know anything about it. So, um, but when I did finally get the album, it, it blew me away. Now this of course is out of the parameters of our show, but to me, Oingo Boingo is, is a band that, you know, was just awesome to the end. And they, they weren't always the same. I mean, it's not, they're not one of these bands where every song of theirs sounds like the last. Um, even, even the same song sometimes sounds differently because, like I said before, Danny Elfman was always kind of flexing his vocal muscles. You know, he wanted to... He, they were very experimental, as you yourself was, was were pointing out. You know, they're... Um, and... And uh, so they are, they're definitely my number one. I mean, I, to me, they, they still manage to hold on to that dark aesthetic. They still, they manage to hold on to that darkness and make it fun. You know, um, they're, they're kind of a party band like the B-52s is a party band, but they're, they're, they're different. Um, I think the first Oingo Boingo song I ever heard was Dead Man's Party. Um, or at least the first song I recall hearing, um, and uh, and I I heard it as soon as I heard it I memorized the words to it. I just thought it was brilliant. I cannot fault you for for choosing Oingo Boingo as your number one band. Um, they are awesome. So so do you like every one of their albums? I love every one of their albums. Um, really, <laughs> yeah. even. Um, even light at the end or dark uh, at the end of the tunnel. That's a rough one for me. That's really rough. It, it is rough and it's not their strongest. In fact, I think it was probably something that they did or they felt that they had to do. I don't know if they were under obligation, if they were, you know, if it was a contract thing or if it was uh let's see if we can just keep doing this as long as we can do this kind of a, th you know, I, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, but it, it was definitely it's definitely their weakest. Well, it it only made their final album even better because it was such a surprise. Well, that's true. Okay, so um, what Oingo Boingo song would you like to listen to today? Well, so this song that I want to listen to today is um, oh. Just over the last few years has become one of my favorite Oingo Boingo songs ever. Um, and the reason is, is because I I kind of stepped back and slowed down and just listened to it. And uh, it brings all kinds of things to mind. Um, I, 
I don't even know where to begin as far as what it what it does to me. But this song, it says so much. I mean, there's so much story behind it. I uh, I chose Wild Sex. us with one more band my number one band drum roll please <laughs> do you have any guess i'll oh give boy. you a hint it okay. is on it is on your list it is on my list yes. um you know that's interesting i mean we've had a few we've had a few overlaps um mm-hmm. you know we had the cars um wow uh I I can't recall to be honest if uh Talking Heads made the list ding, on ding, your ding, side. Ding, ding. Yeah, okay. Talking Heads is my number one band. Nice. Love 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 this band. They have this really timeless quality as as far as I'm concerned. And they they're really consistent in the sense that Every album is distinct uh-huh. from from the others, but yet the quality is really high. So th- so they're just successful in going in a lot of different directions while still sounding like the Talking Heads, yeah. with the notable exception of the one album that just doesn't do anything for me. It's not bad, but True Stories just leaves me cold um i i i think that they do that album well but that sort of like americana pub rock thing just Uh isn't my thing yeah so i love the talking heads um i david burns he just has a a singular unique way at looking at things um, my favorite Talking Head song on a personal level, the, the song that I listen to when I need to go to a peaceful, happy place uh-huh. is um, a song called This Must Be The Place, Native Melody, which is just puts me in in just a, a, my, my happy zone. My, my blissful 
state every time I listen to it. So let's uh, take a gander at that now, shall we? Yeah. So let's just really quickly run down um, one through ten of each of our lists. Okay. So number one for me was Talking Heads. Number two, Ecstasy. Number three, The Stranglers. Number four, B-52s. Number five, Oingo Boingo. Number six, Elvis Costello. Number seven, Kate Bush. Number eight, The Cars. Number nine, Violent Femmes. And number ten, David Bowie. We had uh, we had some really good overlap there. I was I was yep. pretty happy with that. But um, but not not quite as much as I thought there was going to be. Right, right. Um, so uh, starting off, okay. So my list uh, number one, of course, Oingo Boingo, as probably has been for the last I don't know two or three decades. Um, number two is The Cure. Three is Berlin. Number four, Susie and the Banshees. Number five, Thompson Twins. Number six, Human League. Number seven, Talking Heads. Uh, number eight, the B-52s. Number nine, Blondie. And then the cars are coming in at number 10. As always, we have a Spotify playlist of all of these songs, so you can listen to them in their entirety. Just um, click on the link in the show notes. And can I uh, can I plug our Facebook page? Absolutely, yeah. always. So we're on uh, social media, and uh, I don't know. By the time you hear this episode, we're probably going to be all over social media. Um, so you might want to look around to see what we've got. But we definitely have a Facebook page. All right. Thanks, Rob. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Joseph. I look forward to the next time. <laughs>